nice little mini workout with the sort of flailing around. Yo, and welcome to Hi Jinx. I am Joe, one of three people involved in today's particular show. Joined today by Curtis and Eric in this week's World really of Sports. Dan Campbell and the fighting lines bottle really up the Chiefs offense while Tua, Tyreek, and the Dolphins of Miami go nuclear wasteland, leaving Patrick Mahomes with a wandering eye toward what could have been if his receivers weren't the worst in the NFL. The Cowboys embarrassed the Giants on national TV in a game that left even Daniel Jones's family looking for cover. The 49ers look legit as can be as Brock Purdy continues to Brock Purdy. The Eagles escape with a mistake-filled close call of a win over the Patriots. The Los Angeles Rams dismantle Las Vegas's six-win expectations with a rough, rough shotting of the Seahawks. The Packers prove there is life after Aaron Rodgers as they send the Bears into hibernation, while Jets fans ponder the meaning of life as they, too, must contemplate life after Aaron Rodgers, with his entire Jets career yielding a total of four plays and one incomplete pass. Fellas, we could begin anywhere, but let's start at the end. What do you make of the Rodgers injury? What are your thoughts? Where do the Jets go from here? So, you know, they're putting all their eggs in the uh, Zach Wilson basket, which is a basket I wouldn't want to be in. Uh, you know, he <laughs> lost all my uh, uh, faith in that man when he admitted to uh, seeing ghosts on the sidelines uh, his rookie season, which is just something you don't say in professional sports. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's not where I want to go with it. You know, uh, quarterback-wise, there's a reason they went out and got Aaron Rodgers, and it's because they don't trust him. That being said, their defense is elite. Their O-line is horrible. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go pay the, play the Dallas Cowboys next week with a terrible O-line and a mediocre quarterback. They're also going to lose by 30. One of the worst matchups you could possibly hope for is the Jets because their offensive line is bad. I mean, just think of those Rodgers, four plays, three drop racks. He got hit on all three plays. So it was off to a very rough start in that sense. And that Zach Wilson basket is like made of like sticks from outside. It's like you got, you know, 250 pound guy standing in. It's like, I don't think this thing's going to hold, man. <laughs> These are like uh, acorns you got lining this basket. Eric, what are you, what are you thinking? Look, I'm going to be the voice of uh contrary reason here. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what y'all were watching, but the Jets ran for 172 yards uh, okay. in that game. So something had to be going right for the offensive line. Maybe their pass protection isn't particularly good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Brees Hall uh, breaking off some pretty big chunk plays here and there. Um, I think the addition of Dalvin Cook makes things interesting in the backfield for them. I think that they probably have a better running game this year than they did last year. I think they still have an elite defense. Obviously, they made the Bills look pretty pathetic, right? Um, a, a team that is, you know, a contender for the Super Bowl potentially. Uh, and so... We shall see. Yeah, I'm not sold on Zach Wilson by any means, but it's only his third season. He's 24 years old. Um, he does have more interceptions than touchdowns. He has a pretty unimpressive career QBR of about 71. But the last time the Jets made the playoffs was 2010. And who was their quarterback then? Uh, you know, f former USC superstar, but otherwise dud Mark Sanchez who had a QBR that year of 75. So Sanchez, the Sanchez, right? Great. Yeah, the Sanchez Jets, the old butt fumble Sanchez. The butt fumble, um, right, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, underrated announcer. I like I like Mark the wild card team. I don't know. I like we'll Sanchez's see. TV work myself. We'll see. Yeah, that's I mean that's an elite defense. There, the there's defense no way is, around it. It's so good. That's an elite defense with a with an elite wide receiver and playmakers all over the field with Brees Hall, uh, Dalvin Cook, who's you know on the tail end of his career, but uh, Brees Hall can still play. That's for damn sure because he looked great. Yeah, the Brees Lightning nickname is very apt. I mean, the dude's coming off an ACL tear and he just breaks off a 85 yard run or something. You know, I mean, just I mean, so I, I'm not writing him off. Maybe Zach Garrett learned Garrett something. Wilson one hand touchdown in the end zone was just filthy. That was uh-huh. sick. Yeah. Maybe Zach Wilson learned something from Rodgers. I mean, is, is it? Right, I, yeah, I'm convinced, man. Jets, you're right. I think he, he doesn't even game. have to be great. You know, he if he's just mediocre. Uh, that might be good enough to get this team nine or ten wins uh, and put them in position to to snag a wild card spot. We'll see. They they need to like uh, uh, the look. I you know kick over every stone right now, right? You have you have Zach Wilson, uh, Lyle Collins just got released at thirty one years old by the the Bengals. Go kick the tires on that. Do do anything you can to to keep this thing above water because the Jets fans are about as engaged as they've been in a decade. Oh, they're uh, so and, ready. You know, the Jets yes. fans are ready to so, erupt at a moment's notice. So don't don't waste that energy, uh, New York Jets. You know, get you know, get behind your boy Zach and uh, see what he can do. But uh that's the toughest draw they could have possibly had. I mean, it's the Cowboys or San Francisco. If they had to name two teams they'd want to play and they're playing one of them. So it's ugh. It just sucks too for Rodgers. I mean, I, I know some people, you know, hot and cold on Rodgers, but I mean, come on. <laughs> this is like that is just so unfortunate to have, you know, you go all in. It's gonna cost them approximately two second round picks, uh, you know, which which isn't the worst cost, you know, all things considered, because it, it was a second that could become a first. That's not happening because he didn't play 65% of the snaps. So it's it, but it just it just sucks. I mean, it's I was excited to see what they could do. I was excited to see this Rodgers era. And it just flamed out so quickly. Nick Foles still available. Ha. BDN, sit, hang on the sidelines, slinging rocks on it's the left. Just, it's just bad for football, right? Aaron Rodgers not playing football is bad for football. So the question now is: Is this it for him? Right? Uh, does he? You know, he was on the fence about whether he was going to continue playing. He thought maybe this was the end of his career when he walked off the field in the Packers' last game of the season. Uh, decided to come back, give it a run in New York. Now does he say, all right, this is the universe telling me that I shouldn't have done this. He's a big, you know, weird, you know, is he going to go on some ayahuasca journey or something and discover that perhaps the the spirits were were, uh, trying to give him a a message? I don't know. I don't want to get too in the weeds on this, but (laughs) I was watching all the people stuck at Burning Man. Did y'all see this? Oh, yeah. right. oh, it yeah. rained in the desert, and oh, just horrible. Yeah. And it, you know, the rain in the desert creates a situation in which these, all these people who were stuck at Burning Man couldn't get home, right? And so there's footage, and I'm looking on this footage, and it's like, oh, there's Susan Sarandon, and there's Diplo, and there's Chris Rock. Chris like, Rock, yeah. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what has happened to Burning Man? So, and then I do a little research, and it's become you know, not the burning man of old, but a bunch of very wealthy people who just go and pretend to be homeless in the desert for 10 days. That's how I think Aaron Rodgers is. I think Aaron Rodgers loves the idea of being a freaking uh, a shaman walking through the desert for the rest of his life, but he loves money more than anything. So if Aaron Rodgers 
if a team in the NFL is willing to pay Aaron Rodgers $30 million or $35 million, I think is what it is, a year, he's going to keep coming back for that paycheck every time. I think the man likes money. Achilles ten and tear, age 39, going to be 40. Oh, I mean, that is this not like a shoulder injury for a quarterback, which probably would be a career ender. I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, I, th- I think he'll come back. I think he'll come back. And I think someone will pay him 35 million and they should. Yeah, they will. He and, probably and, still you know, there's always the, um, the Tom Brady thing out there, right? That's never going to go away. So how crazy would it be if the jets just put Aaron Rodgers like 10 yards back, like where the punter usually stands <laughs> and just in the offense like that, like where he long snaps for every play, long snap. And then it's just deep bumps. I mean, would, wouldn't this be, I've said, I've said this for years. Aaron Rodgers has the greatest arm talent of any quarterback that's ever played this game. I think he has the best deep ball, the best short ball, the most accurate, you know, everything that comes across with the actual ability to throw the ball. He's the best I've ever seen. If anyone can do it, he can. Let's try this out. Jets, get creative. 10 yards back. He just throws. He throws before the defense can get there. I mean, why? Is Any running play is just a wildcat play with a different person in there. You know, you got Brees Hall. This is the worst idea you ever had. <laughs> no, <laughs> Brees Hall just intercepts the snap when it's a run play. That's all. <laughs> so, you know, it's like you just don't know where it's going. Uh, all right. How, let's go to the Cowboys Giants. I mean, what a drubbing. The Cowboys, Curtis, Cowboys fan. Uh, yeah. I mean, so how much of this, my question is how much of this was the Cowboys being insanely good and how much is it like, crap, the Giants might have been a mirage last year. This is Daniel Jones. They did give him 40 plus million. Maybe the shine is wearing off. So what percentage would you put it like? I mean, Cowboys are clearly a really good team. So I'm not, I'm not saying it's a fluke or something, but is this Cowboys are the best team in the world? And then, you know, the Giants suck. Like, wh- how do you break that down? I think uh, there's that's the, somewhere in the middle, right? Uh, you know, we we have this tendency to make broad sweeping over reactions after the first week of the season. Uh, it, it's easy to say, OK, Cowboys immediate Super Bowl team and then look at, you know, the Bengals and say, oh, they're going to go oh and 16 or whatever. Um, but uh, I, I think it's somewhere in the middle. The Cowboys are obviously a solid team, great defense. Um, they didn't really have to do much offensively in this game to get it done, right? If you look at sort of the offensive numbers, they were pretty, you know, run of the mill. Uh, Tony Pollard looks great. Uh, he has picked up where he left off last se- last season. I think it was smart for them to say goodbye to Zeke because they don't really need him. Um, that said, you know, Dak didn't really have to do much. The right wide receiver core didn't really have to do much. So I, I think it's kind of untested. Um, I do think that the Giants are just bad. I, I think last season probably was a fluke. I think this is a team that will be lucky to win five, maybe six games this season. Um, but on the flip side, you know, I think Dallas is probably uh, in the 10 to 12 win type of team. I think they'll probably um, be first or second in the division. Obviously, your Eagles are going to be right up there again. Uh, and so that will be an exciting thing to watch those games. Uh, but yeah, let's not overreact too much this early. No, Niners and Cowboys, Niners <laughs> and Cowboys both looked awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. They they, Those... they both looked incredible. Eagles looked solid. Maybe the Patriots end up being like pretty pretty darn good, especially on defense. Maybe that win will look. You know, if this is Week Ten, 
Maybe it's if Mac game. Jones yeah. throws for 300 yards every game, that Patriots team could be solid. Who knows? Sure, sure. Miami the the Niners came out and dominated. The Cowboys came out and dominated. Right now, you got to give those two the top ranking in the, in the NFC, I think, right? And if you, you, you know, the Cowboys, uh, the, the defense, right? That's their defensive team for the first time in – uh, a very, very long time uh, since the you know the nineties, uh, but you know that was more of a well balanced team. This is definitely a defense first team. Uh, to where when you look at the matchup, you're automatically thinking about the defense before you think about the offense. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's a rare thing to 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 think about, right? Um, you know they can score if they have to. Uh, Dak didn't throw a touchdown, but he had one dropped. You know, and so they just ran it in. You know, uh, he didn't have to do much, and, and uh, you know they won forty to nothing. It's hard to it's hard to pit Knicks on that thing, right? But I I was uh, I was following along on social media, and I definitely saw people uh, calling out uh, Zach uh, Dak and want Trey Lance in because Dak's not doing anything out there. It was thirty three to zero at the time of their call. What do you want It's Cowboy Nation, man. It's what they do. If you're not Roger Staubach or Troy Aikman, they hate you. You got to have a Super Bowl first. Correct. Uh, Super Bowl first, then we'll decide if we like you or not. And they, I mean, they hated Romo. Like, what a, what a gift Romo was. Like, this undrafted dude who was, you know, leading the league in passing and, and, and fun to watch. And, Incredibly you know, fun to watch. Yeah. And everyone just hated his guts. He's a turnover machine. And now they hate Dak. So, yeah. I got to compare the Cowboys and the Niners, both elite defenses. You look at the Niners. Now, Brock Purdy versus Dak, that will become the question. But the Niners playmakers, clearly better. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. I, I was going to say, let's not forget their number one playmaker. Yeah, number one, Christian McCaffrey. They're they're kind of loaded. And the Cowboys, I mean, CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, sure. But it's not, it's not the Niners. So is Dak worth more than Brock Purdy, you know, relative to all those playmakers? Or is the defense better than the Niners defense, right? I think they're both pretty elite. So that becomes the question mark for me. I actually think the Giants are pretty stone cold bad. So I I am overreacting to the Cowboys look great, but the Giants are are awful. And I think this could be really, really trouble season for them. Yeah, they're 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 the, the Giants, I mean, it was complete and utter give up, right? I mean, it's it was 19 to nothing, and they they right before the half and they were done. The, the game was the Giants had fully given up. They're giving up dumb penalties. They're getting the ball knocked out. I know it was raining, but they wanted to be anywhere but there. It was it was just they wanted to go home. And yet, they Daniel Jones, back. they left him in till like the middle of the fourth quarter. Dude, like, the, what the, okay. are you doing? <laughs> the, the, just the Cowboys, like, like pure desire to have that shutout too, because they they were the two times they were remotely close to a scoring position, the Cowboys took the ball away, and it was. I mean, they they preserved that shutout. They they wanted it. Michael Parsons uh, definitely seems like sets the tone. He's got he's that Lawrence man. Taylor vibe. I know there's no LT, but he he's, he's got like a Lawrence Taylor kind of modern day. Somebody called him a hybrid of uh, uh, Lawrence Taylor and the uh, the Thor looking uh, Green Bay pass rusher from about a decade ago. Uh, Clay oh. Matthews. Clay Matthews. Oh, nice boy. Yeah. And I USC. was like, okay. come on, he's a USC guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Clay Clay Matthews was that. Uh, you know, speed dip guy on the outside. And, um, you know, uh, Micah Parsons definitely has that speed, that elite level speed, uh, probably a little faster than Clay for sure. Uh, but he's also got that, he can bull rush like, like uh, LT used to. If you, you know, he just has it, he has it all. 
it's fun to watch because he's a psychopath. We so so far, I mean, think about these teams: Niners, Cowboys, Jets. You know, we talked about so far, all elite, elite defenses. So this could yeah. be a different type of year. We don't, we don't want to talk about the Dolphins. All right. Well, so that's so the next question I have is who left you with the best impression after week one? And I was going to go Dolphins. Yeah. Tua is looks back, and I hope I really hope he's okay, and I I hope he stays okay. And it scares me that he's playing. Quite honestly, uh, for that what three concussions at this point? Four concussions. Yeah. yeah. Plus whatever happened in college and high school, you know, you just don't know. Uh, sometimes the you know the carnage that these guys experienced growing up. You know, you talk to some guys and they're like, "Yeah, I was seven, you know, and I remember, you know, being basically knocked out. I couldn't remember anything, but I didn't want to come out of the game. You know, stuff like that." So, hope it was okay. But but the positive news is they looked awesome. And yep. on the flip side, the Chargers, like, still the Chargers. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, the Chargers are going to be awesome. No, they lost a close game again. This okay. is like 200 yard rushers. Way. Just Herbert looks great. And Herbert looks great. Eckler looks great. Everything, everything's going lose. the way it's supposed to, and they're going to lose. <laughs> still, yeah, they run for like 200 yards. Doesn't matter. It's still the is, Chargers. I mean, is Tyreek Hill the most underrated wide receiver of, of our lifetimes? Like, I think so. It's he okay, even in his well, absolute this, this era, I don't want to say lifetime, this era. It, okay, but in his prime, like like with and by the way, he's still in his prime. I was gonna say when is absolutely that? still in his prime. So he, he just gets traded, you know, or when he was with Kansas City, it was just he was never considered the best receiver in the league. Oh, it's always Devontae Adams or it's, it's Mahomes. Or it's, it's someone else. Oh, Mahomes now it's Justin is the Jefferson. Yeah, it's Jefferson, it's Chase, it's not Tyreek Hill. Oh, it's Cooper Cup. Oh, it's but it's it's this guy has never been called the best receiver in football, and he's done nothing but be the Steph Curry of the NFL. Yeah, I like that comparison. No, he's been great. Even just to answer your question, the Chiefs underestimated him. I mean, they traded him away for yeah. like a first and a sixth or something, and they didn't want to pay him a contract. Like, uh, maybe you have Tyreek Hill. He's obviously the best receiver in the league, to, you know, or or the most electric, most explosive receiver in the league. Total game changer. I mean, the Chiefs. Uh, are one and zero if they have Tyreek Hill, right? Because they they have their wide receiver core was embarrassingly awful in that game against the Lions. They're trotting out nobody. Travis Kelsey gets hurt and they have nothing. I mean, yeah, they won the Super Bowl last year, so you know it's you hard really to complain if you, hard to complain when you win a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. But, but but the Eagles should have won that if the field conditions were better. I and, I, and, I, I, <laughs> I thought the Eagles were the better team. They, there they we lost go. The there Super we Bowl, go. But I, no, I really do. But I whatever. demand an investigation into those field conditions. I'm not over it. <laughs> This is, this is, uh, you know, it was bad. It was, oof. it was really bad. Uh, there's some, there's some conspiracy going on where the, who else, who else the, is good? The head judge, you know, worked right. for the chiefs at one point. Yeah. 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 With Andy Reed. Uh, so, but that was my answer to the Dolphins. I, I think pretty fun when two is good. The Dolphins are good. So I'm in on the Dolphins. They impressed me the most. Cause I wasn't sure what to expect. What about you guys? I am. Uh, uh, I'm going to continue this chief's discussion. And say that I really like the Detroit Lions this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, in, in spite of the pretty spotty wide receiver play by the Chiefs that, that maybe should have made that a different game. Eight drops. The, Detroit came out, you know, in a hostile environment uh, and showed a bit of grit there. You know, it's the sort of the Dan Campbell way of football. I, I like him as a coach. Uh, I like their defense um, with... Uh, with uh, what's his name from Michigan that they've got out there at Aiden defensive Hutchinson. end, Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden, yeah. yeah, and uh, 
Got to give a shout out another Trojan, Amon Ross St. Brown, a big time wide receiver that's coming up in the game. Speaking of guys that maybe should be getting a little bit more shine. He looked uh, great. Than they're getting. I think they've got a a potential star player uh, just beginning to show things in rookie tight end. Uh, This rookie tight end that they got out of Iowa, um, this kid, Sam Laporta, uh, who was like fourth in targets, five targets, five catches, uh, you know, only like 40 yards or so. But uh, this is a guy that could be sort of a a low end wide receiver one uh, in the league um, for a couple of years to come. If he continues to sort of shape into the offense, maybe take over that sort of TJ Hawkinson role. Uh, that they had in that Lions offense for a while. So I think this is a team that just missed the playoffs last season, right? Uh, And only, you know, not do it to any fault of their own, right? They won the last game of the season, but the tiebreaker, um, they lost to Seattle. And so, yeah, I think this is a team to to look out for, particularly in a relatively weak um, looking NFC North. I, speaking of the NFC North, I think I'm going to give my shine to the Packers. Hey, there we go. Yeah, good one. Um, you know, if you're a Packers fan uh, and you've been king of the mountain for 30 years in the NFC North, and you're at the Bears and you're bringing in your your uh, your kid Love, what's his Jordan Love? Yeah. And uh, you go you go in there to the Bears. The Bears have all this hype, all these offseason signings, uh, bringing in stuff to help Justin Fields. Uh, DJ Moore and all that good stuff. And, and the Packers rolled 38 points on them uh, at home. It had to be, if you're a Bears fan, that had to be a huge gut punch because this was your chance, right? I'm going to get this fucking Packers and they roll in, they beat you 38 to 20. Um, and, and and Jordan Love looked good and his receivers looked good and his offensive weapons and Aaron Jones looks like he has found a time machine. And it, you know, that was, that was not bad. And then also the Minnesota Vikings, look like they're not taking football seriously and and they're just letting, you know, people walk off the team and kind of not replacing them. And Kirk cousins was Kirk cousins. And I, you know, why not the Packers? Why not Detroit? Right. It's going to, it's, it's going to be the same old thing. I mean, uh, we're, we're going to laugh at the Packers as the king of that mountain at the end of the year with Jordan love. And if he has a 10 year career of, of all pro style, you know, football, it's just, Okay, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. They're they're a well-run organization, Green Bay. Period. I mean, yeah. Just, just every year yeah. they're good. Yeah. Every year they're good. Uh, so great choices. So we went Dolphins, Packers, and Eric, you went Lions in that sense. So a little a lot of NFC North love. All right, let's do quickly who's in the most trouble. I'm tempted to go the Bears based on <laughs> Justin Fields does not look like he's made the leap. <laughs> Looked kind of worse than ever, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Because mm. their hopes Oof. were a lot higher, and the Rams, Vegas had them at six and a half wins, and they looked like they're on pace like for ten or eleven, I, you know. And maybe the Seahawks just bad. They lost both their left, their tackles, their right tackle and their left tackle. Sounds bad, you know. So I, I think the Seahawks could be in some real trouble here. I like Geno Smith. My favorite story of the NFL last season was Geno Smith, comeback player of the year. So I'm not out on the on the Seahawks, but I. The signs I am like really trembling if I have like Seahawks futures tickets or something because that was kind of embarrassing. All right, I'm gonna make Puka Nakua look like Cooper Cup out there, you know? yeah. <laughs> no one knew his name before this week, right? Fantasy right. hero, yeah, yeah. All right, Tennessee Titans. Uh, oh, you guys took both of my answers. Here. Yeah, right. it's, it's <laughs> the, the Tennessee Titans just you know scored 15 points on that. 
you know, the Saints don't balls. have. Yeah, the Saints don't have a good defense. It's it's okay, right? It's middle of the pack defense. It's not a bad defense, but all field goals. Uh, it looks like their quarterback, Mister Tannehill, cannot play the position without AJ Brown. Mm. It's that simple. He got AJ Brown. He looked better. Not great, but a serviceable NFL quarterback. AJ Brown leaves, by the way, traded. Like, fuck. Like, so why? Yeah, so dumb. And uh, hey, not here's, a, about here's this, an elite so. wide receiver in his absolute. Uh, how old was he when they traded him? Like, he's 25 now. So five, 24. 24. Yeah. yeah. Just he wanted a new contract, dumb. Curtis. How could you he, possibly he, afford what? one of the best wide receivers in the game? One of the best wide receivers in the game wanted to be paid? No way. You'd probably so, be better off with like Zach Wilson and AJ Brown than Ryan Tannehill. Yes. And whoever. You know. Yes. So they brought in DeAndre Hopkins and that's not seeming to work out. So well, I mean it's it's eh, Tannehill. Done with him. Titans are not making the playoffs. Titans look like garbage. All right, Eric, who's your third choice? Oh my god, yeah. You guys really <laughs> stole my thunder here. You're going, you going at, with the Bengals, Seahawks. Tennessee, I mean, I'll, I'll add to this Titans commentary that I don't know what type of coaching decision allows you to give Derrick Henry one of the premier backs of the last five to 10 years easily 15 carries total. 15. His in backup a game, had more carries than him. In a game that is close down to the wire. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, that it, it makes no sense. Right, unless they think this tank Bixby kid is just like the future. I, I don't know what's going Tajay on. Spears. Tajay Spears, yeah. Spears. Oh, Tajay Spears, yeah. right. Tank is over in uh, Jacksonville or whatnot. Um, but yeah, that was whew, uh, not great. Um, look, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's a surprise, um, but I'm going to say that I think Denver is still bad, uh, even yeah. in the uh, now new second run of Sean Payton's career. Uh, spent some time behind the booth and and went in having these bold predictions that he was going to turn this franchise around, and then they lose a home game to Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders, right? <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not sure made the, the what's Raiders going looked, on there. The Raiders looked uh, competent. It was it was strange. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they've you know Josh you Jacobs obviously I mean, coming off a huge Broncos, year. You don't know. Like, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Russ Wilson doesn't seem like he is any different than he was last season. Uh, I you know, so it's just one of these things where I'm not sure what the Broncos have done to change the direction that their franchise has been in for the last couple of years. Uh, it, it seems like they keep thinking that something is going to happen saddle up bronco nation or whatever the like bring the horses to the corral i don't know what their slogan is i don't care Let but the broncos uh, ride yeah well, no, yeah whatever right. that that image of russ wilson repeating the same slogan over and over again and sounding super corny about it but um something's not right there uh and <laughs> i'm not sure what the answer is they don't have much of a running game i mean maybe this combination of williams and p ryan will will figure things out eventually but i'm not sold John Payton choosing to go to the Broncos. He could have gone right. a lot of places. He choose, chose to go to the Broncos. Befuddling, befuddling situation. Uh, you just, you know, the, I um, don't know what to make of it. Them asking Russ before this, like, does your coach hate you? He's like, no, no, we get along great. We just kind of 
give each other back and forth like uh, brothers fighting. <laughs> oh, okay. always, uh, Super Bowl contenders always get asked those type of questions. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Healthy <laughs> relationships. Uh, does your uh, coach hate you? Quick question. Are the Bengals in trouble? Just real quick. No, They're 0-1. Think- they got blown out 24-3 by the Browns. I think this is an overreaction moment here, perhaps. You know, it's one, it, it is a weird thing, right? Because Joe Burrow literally just signs now the best contract, biggest contract in NFL history, right? To be the highest plate. He's making $55 million a year. Uh, and then they just put up a stinker against a in state division rival. Uh, yeah. Not great. I look, think, you know, we might talk about this later, but look for a big bounce back. I think perhaps an exciting game to watch next week is going to be this Ravens Bengals game. And I, I'm predicting lots of points. So we'll see. Yeah, it's, he's he's too good. The team's too good. The weapons are there. It was raining. It Things got out of hand. No preseason. Okay. I'm not worried about the no preseason. Ball. I remember watching a, a Tony uh, a, a Troy Aikman thing once and he he kind of pointed out that he hated playing in the rain just i was he goes i sucked at it i sucked at it in high school i sucked at it in college i sucked at it in the pros i hated it with a passion um he goes every game that you've ever seen me in the rain i'm furious i'm yelling i'm sorry you know <laughs> so maybe maybe that's burrow too who knows last year they started oh and two and nearly made the super bowl so not not worried at all about the bengals quick break to hear a word from today's sponsor Today's show is brought to you by Gemma's Ghosting Sucks Solution System. Relationships are a wasteland and dating is impossible. Everyone knows that. Even harder is making a relationship work with someone you barely know and with who you simply do not connect. But breaking up sucks and finding the right words to let that person down easy is just too hard to do, which is why ghosting is so popular. But when you do the ghosting, let's admit it, you feel terrible about yourself. You're such a horrible person. I can't believe you just ghosted that super nice individual you met online. They were kind and empathetic, and you just trailed off like a run-on sentence in a 10th grade English class. Ghost a few people, and you might even start to wonder if maybe you're the problem and not them. And then you're left with a ghosting hangover. That's where Gemma's Ghosting Sucks Solution System comes in. The place where Gemma tells you what to do so that they'll ghost you. Here's what Gemma does. You tell Gemma some basic details about the other person. Their likes, their interests, their height, social security number, personal address, cell phone number, place of birth, you know, the basics. She tells you exactly what to do so that they ghost you. Problem solved. With Gemma's help, ghosting hangovers will be a thing of the past and you can rest easy knowing that you feel great and now they feel guilty for ghosting you. Problem solved, and you can feel good about yourself. Check them out today. Better to be the breaky than the breaker. Gemma's ghosting sucks solution system. Because being open and honest is so last year. These bets Bring on so the bets. Unnecessary. Everybody going great. All right, let's do a couple bets here. Just a little highlights, just a few highlights of the uh, betting system. So we agreed before the show, we're going to pull together our funds and we're going to wager approximately, give or take a million dollars this year. And we're going to keep track and we're going to basically take our bets. Maybe we'll have one bet of the week, maybe we'll have four, but we're going to cover the Thursday night, Sunday night football, Monday night game. Then we'll have a wild card, just a game that we think would be fun to bet in this sense. So 
let's get it started. Vikings plus six and a half at Eagles Thursday night football. Vikings not looking good. Maybe last year was a mirage. Kind of the Giants and the Vikings have me in that mirage. You know, kind of the, the, the tinglies are like, maybe they're a mirage last year. They could both totally fall off. Eagles, kind of a lackluster victory against New England, who might turn out to be good. Six and a half points. Curtis, what's your lean here? This one, this one's tough, but uh, uh, just because the Vikings are just the weirdest team in the NFL. Uh, but you got to go Eagles. Six and a half. It's, you know, if any, if, if it was, I feel like more than a touchdown and I'm going Vikings, but uh, six and a half under the seven, give me, give me the, uh, the Eagles to cover that one. I like it at home for the Eagles. After the, kind of you know, the Eagles, the Eagles just watched uh, Dallas and San Francisco, their biggest competition in the NFC, look better than them. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to be a little hot to come out and uh, put up some points. I'm going Eagles. So I, I'm with you, Curtis. Eric? Three for three here. Yep. <laughs> All right. What could go wrong? Uh, All right. So we, like, like 100,000? <laughs> We'll see once we get to the you know the the end. We'll see what we feel best about. Okay, okay, good. you're right, you're right. Uh, okay, Sunday night football: Dolphins minus three at Patriots. Man, Patriots look good. I I don't like the road favorite against the Patriots. Yeah, it's just uh, just. I mean, the Eagles at, did it last week, but uh, at Patriots, at Patriots, give me the Patriots. Yeah, that's why I want to. I, I think, I think they look legitimately gonna... good. The offense is kind of fixed-ish with Bill Bryan. And we can't let uh, Bill Belichick go. He hired a defensive coach to be his offensive coordinator last year. That is the signs like you are like you are not being checked at any stage because <laughs> everyone would who's you know that's basically groupthink. Someone should have been like. I'm sorry. Just I want to like clarify. There's like a thousand offensive coaches that are brilliant and genius. College, NFL, so many people that we could get, and you're going with a defensive coach that you that was on your coaching staff previously. Yeah, trust me, it'll work. No, it I have this. Work. I have this like image burned into my head, like a like an internet GIF that you've seen over and over again. But <laughs> yeah. there was a documentary for like 20 years ago about Metallica. And it was them like recording a Monster. terrible album Monster. and going through therapy. Yeah. And I remember it's James Hadfield. And he's just like kind of staring into space. And the drummer Lars looks at him and goes, where you at, man? And he goes somewhere else. <laughs> just when I think of someone doing something really weird, like Bill Belichick hiring a defensive you know, coach to be his offensive coordinator. I just, where are you at, man? Somewhere Andy else. Reed. In one of his last seasons, Philadelphia hired Juan Castillo, Castillo, Juan Castillo, who was his like uh, offensive line coach, yeah, to be his defensive coordinator, and that like tanked their entire season. It was such a disaster. Sometimes these very successful coaches, I mean, Reed and Belichick, maybe like number one, number two coach of all time. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's just kind of like I think there's a, some kind of confidence or something that comes with Wait. that kind of level of success, and. and the- the owner of the Colts hired an offensive lineman to be the head coach that's with fun. no coaching experience. That's Zero. that's something that you that's, can do. that's yeah. Who won his first game as coach, and the game was on a Saturday, so he was one to zero. Jeff Saturday coaching on Saturday, so in that sense, it worked out great. I mean, but yeah, terrible, terrible idea. So Eric, Patriots or. Ooh, my wife is uh, from Boston, um, and yet. 
I'm riding this Dolphins train. Okay. okay. I am I am in on the Tua magic. Let's go. He's going to throw for 500 yards. Uh, and it'll be a wild one, but I, th- I think they'll win. This just feels like field goal to win by one by one of these teams to mm-hmm. me. So that could be the issue. Dolphins minus three. Or uh, push, that, just push City all over it or something like that. If you're asking yeah. me just to pick them, I might take the Dolphins, but I don't know if it's going to be a three, a two, or a one. It's very close. All right, Next. So, so you're going Dolphins, though, Eric. All yep. right. Uh, Monday Night Football, Saints minus three at Panthers. Two consecutive road favorites. I really like the way the Saints looked. I I think that the defense could be good. I think they're going to win the NFC South. Kamara will be back soon enough. Derek Carr, upgrade. Panthers yeah. looking, I mean, just bad. You know, I mean, like, the Panthers is the team that, that had the worst record last year, right? Yeah, I mean. so they just look still bad. You know, it's fine. Well, they have the smallest quarterback I've ever seen play football. And he looks like he can't see downfield. And then he throws a couple picks straight to safeties because he can't see downfield because he's tiny. Um, He looks like Lord Farquaad from the Shrek movies <laughs> with the tiny body and the big head. Um, Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a terrible draft pick. They, they should have gone Anthony it. Richardson. I mean, right. I, it, it, <laughs> I, or 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 wait till the quarterback's there to draft. I, you don't have to draft a quarterback. You just don't. I you know it's it's it, I I didn't see it in college. I don't see it now. I can't imagine this guy being good. I couldn't imagine Kyler Murray being good. And it looks like he's a shithead too. Like, and he's way smaller than Kyler Murray. You know, I've never uh, been I, sold on Bryce Young. Okay, yeah, I mean, give me give me the Saints to murder him. Like, I, I would go California guy. I'll go six and a half here. Yes, go, three I, is like, way three too is, small. Is very very. I know it's Monday Night Football and everyone will be fired up, but I mean, what? They look terrible. Yeah, Saints all the way. Michael the Thomas is like playing like a, a actual functioning human again. I guess they donated some legs to him. Uh, you got the what's his name? Rashard, the the wide, other wide receiver. Stevenson, Richard. Uh, anyway, uh, they, they have a receiving core. They have a, a, a you know, they have some weapons. And I Derek think Carr even without, competent. Yeah. even without Alvin Kamara, I love Jamal Williams. All right, maybe yeah, it's just that that crossover from the Lions that I liked last season. I love his personality. Right, huge anime and Pokemon fan. That's all he wants to talk about. In every press conference, you see these clips of him at training camp and people are coming to to get signed stuff from him. And he's like, I'm not interested in signing unless you want to talk about anime with me. It's he's just a fun guy character. He's a lovable dude. I think he he warms up locker rooms really well. Uh, And and so I think he's he's adding a little spark to that uh, New Orleans locker room, too. Jamal, all three of us, best best hard knock speech of all time, Jamal Williams. Check out the Lions Hard Knocks is it. I was hyped up. I'm still hyped up. I just remember the way you made me feel. I don't remember, I don't remember what he said. It's the feeling. Yeah. Uh, so it's just warm right, and so fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy, you know. So just to recap on the three national games, Curtis and I are in exact alignment. <laughs> so hopefully that's a great thing. And Eric went Dolphins, but I, I'm taking that you're going Saints. I am. I, I am, am most perplexed by this Saints line. Minus three. I I am perplexed as well. So let's say 150k on the Panthers because that's how it's going to go. 
<laughs> yeah, we go Panthers. I uh, think yeah. Saints only Panthers won money. by one last week, so that's maybe the hesitancy there in a bigger yeah. line. Okay, this seems like a Vegas know something line because uh, it's that's broken. If I'm looking for lines that don't make sense and just betting, you know, those or against those, this would be the one because I mm. I, I have no sense. Mm-hmm. All right, Panthers at home, maybe I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I got some options for you to pick our hijinks game of the week: Seahawks at Lions. Big game for the Seahawks. Big game for the Lions. Uh, in that sense, Chiefs at Jaguars. A lot of fun. Back play. Two there. playoff teams. You know, 49ers at Rams. Are the Rams legit? It's going to be a blowout. Hopefully, 49ers. Mm, you think? Yeah. Okay. Aaron Rodgers or uh, Aaron Donald would great. Like the, that the boy Rams. found a time machine, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The Rams are very curious yeah. case because they went the they won the Super Bowl, then they totally imploded. <laughs> Super Bowl hangover galore, uh, injuries, everything that possibly injuries, goes wrong. Yeah, every then, injury. Maybe they're just going to be pretty good again. I don't know. We, we shall see. Uh, Jets at Cowboys. Give me Kermit the Frog versus Sunshine. I still Chiefs don't... at Jags. Okay, okay. Like, I still have no idea which game you're picking. Chiefs at Jags is is pretty fun. Chiefs that that should be an exciting game. That's fun, right? That's that's uh. That's two young stud quarterbacks. Should be a high-scoring game. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs need a bounce back like you wouldn't believe. Uh, you know, um, hopefully, uh, have we had word on Kelsey? Yeah, I think they're I expecting I him back. I doubt it. I've heard anything. I doubt it. Okay. Doubt. Yeah, yeah. That's you want to guess the line? You want to guess the line? It's Chiefs ooh, guess at, the line. Chiefs, Chiefs at, at, Jags. at Jags. Uh, pick them. Eric Chiefs minus three and a half. I don't know. That's exactly what it is. She's <laughs> really <laughs> over under 51. So Vegas is expecting points. This is, this is a rematch. Yeah. Right, I don't like that uh, hook. of the divisional playoffs. Three and a so, half. I don't like the hook on there. I, I would have to stay away from me unless you like the Jags. Mm, I don't give me them Jags. I like the yeah. juice on that one, baby. This was a seven-point win by the Chiefs the last time they played in, what, January or February, right? This was, uh, yeah, mid-January. This was the second round of the playoffs. So They didn't have Calvin Ridley back then. Yeah. Just, just kind of a fun game. Colts, Texans, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud. Could be, you know, both teams don't go nowhere, but I'm just saying kind of like, uh, if you want to see the young quarterbacks play. I found myself oh. watching Anthony Richardson last Sunday morning. Exactly. That's a, this could be, this yeah. could be kind of underrated, exciting. Uh, I was... foolishly sat Michael Pittman in a fantasy league. Again, another Trojan love my Makes USC sense. guys. Yeah. And I thought, ah, he's got to have some time to figure it out with this rookie quarterback and boom explosion. So lesson learned there for me. Yeah. Michael Pittman looks great. Meanwhile, Drake London is uh, like people are still trying to find uh, a target for him in that sense. Yeah. So, Jets and Cowboys. So, we're going Chiefs at Jags, game of the week, but Jets plus nine and a half at Cowboys. I picked out as the wild card interesting line that we should take a stance on. Cowboys are going to win by 20. I I don't know, man. Jets. I'm going to take the Jets because nine and a half is a shitload of points. That Jets defense is so good. It's going to be low scoring. Hang on. Yeah. The Jet, let's talk this out. Cowboys, pro Cowboys, they looked insane. Their defense is, is going to crush Zach Wilson. The Jets have no offensive line. Uh, they the you know they can't score. I don't think the Jets can score unless Brees Hall breaks one. 
Yeah, maybe a couple field goals. Maybe, Jets they, defense maybe they get looks, six points. Jets defense looks really, really good uh, in this sense. So I've got okay. it down. I've got a nine or nine and a half. The over-under is only 38. Yard. So, yeah, I mean, okay, this is <laughs> – Bet the under. You're expecting 24-14. That's what people are expecting. You, you, have, a, you have a few guys that could be the, the best pass rusher in the NFL. You know, TJ Watt, you got Michael Parsons, and then you got um, San Francisco uh, – Bosa. Bosa. Okay. So there's your three options for who's the best pass rusher in the NFL. You have one option for who's the scariest pass rusher in the NFL, and that's Michael Parsons because he's the fastest he can come from anywhere. Okay. You don't know where he's going to be, and he's playing a quarterback who says he sees ghosts. He's going to be murdered. This might be Zach Wilson's last game. They're going to lose by 20. They're going to have to call Nick Foles. Call Nick Foles in. Get Foles, get Brady, call your mama. Call Brady. That'd be that'd actually be a lot of fun. They call Brady. It's, but I'm going, I'm going Jets. It's just too many points for me in a low scoring game. All right. But I, I totally understand why it, it should be Cowboys. I think this could be a 17 to 9 Cowboys win, which allows you to both take the points for the Jets and the under. Okay. Ooh. Well, well, I, I like that combo actually, because if, if you're taking the Jets, you're basically saying they're just going to keep it close enough, maybe 20 to 20 to 13 or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It definitely makes me nervous. This is not a game. I would be like, yeah, let's do this, but I have to pick a side. (laughs) So I'll go. All right. I'll I'll give you this over under turnovers for the jets. One and a half. Mm -hmm. Right. If it's over, they're going to cover. Oh, I'm asking. I'll say over. Yeah. Yeah. Both of you saying over. There will be at least two. Yeah. Yeah. Can Dak protect the ball? I mean, that's the, the Cowboys have, Basically, you know, in the last three years combined, have led the league in, in ever since Michael Parsons has showed up on this team, they've led the league in, in turnovers. They're, they're, it's going to be a bloodbath. 200,000. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, what games do we want to spread our, uh, you know, how do we want to make our money this, this week? I think that Saints game has our interest. I'd say, I'd say Saints is the only one we're universal on. And it's fun because uh, it's Monday night football, you know. Why not? So let's let's go Saints, right, even though we Saints. feel like this is a Vegas trap game. High jinx pick of the week. I think we the should Saints go minus three. 100, 150,000, 15% of your total 15% budget. 15% of the money. Saints <laughs> Which is a lot if we lose. It's gonna feel like we're in a major hole. Doesn't matter. Book it down. Let's Love look it. into the future. Eric, why don't you go first? All right. I'm staying in football, but let's move down one level. We haven't talked college football. We XFL. are <laughs> XFL. We haven't USFL. talked college. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian Football League. Let's go. Great um, Cups coming around. Yeah, Australian rules football. Uh no. Uh our great cup correspondent. I'm gonna talk. I wanted to chat just briefly about. The buzz, which is just growing and growing around these Colorado buffs and Coach Prime, is he just figured out some sort of magic sauce. He goes in, he basically tells everybody to pack their bags and go somewhere else. He brings in like 70 new dudes 
including his entire family, right? He's got his son <laughs> playing quarterback. He's got another son playing safety. His preacher. Uh, yeah, his mom's you know, cooking for the team. house out there. His cousin's he a DJ. He gets this $28 million deal from Colorado before they even have the money to pay him, right? They're like, we'll figure it out. And then, boom, they sell out their season tickets and, and all of this stuff. And uh, it's an exciting time, I guess, to be a Colorado fan. And now they're 2-0, and right? They come in. They shock the world by defeating defending TCU. national runner-up TCU at TCU. Uh, and then, you know, they have a little bit of a slow start in their second game against Nebraska, but figure it out in the second half and pull ahead for a nice, comfortable win. Uh, I think the largest margin that they've beat Nebraska by in like 20 years or something. So how high are we on this team? I'm setting the over-under on wins. Now, this is a team that most ESPN analysts were saying we're going to win two to three games this year. I'm resetting the over under at eight games. <laughs> I think this is a team that can win eight games this season. Uh, they've got out of 12 um, the, and the Pac 12 in perhaps the final last gasp of the conference, right? Before everybody except for Oregon State and Washington State who haven't yet found a home, everybody else is leaving. And yet, for the first time in conference history, the Pac-12 currently has eight teams in the top 25. The previous record for the conference was six. Uh, so the schedule is going to be tough, right? They've got to play Oregon, USC, uh, Oregon State, UCLA, Stanford. Utah, Washington State. All six of those teams are ranked. Plus, they get Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona and then they play next week against Colorado State. I think Colorado State, Stanford, and the two Arizonas are gimme wins. That will move them to six total wins. And then I think they have a good shot at winning two or three of those other games against top 25 opponents. We'll see. Undefeated. I'm not betting against them at all. 11 and a half wins. I'm going over, I believe. It's, national it's, champions it, it's fun they're they they do look small out there just to be honest like it's uh as i watched a uh, tcu last year go out for the national title game and look tiny compared to a big mm -hmm. old bad sec team uh I, that's the first image i get yeah they're quick and they, they they look you know it's fun and there's all these good vibes but it, i feel like if they were really out there against you know the the, the bigger uh brawnier teams it might be a problem uh prime had one of my favorite like comebacks I've ever heard in sports where he was catching so much flack from all these other coaches uh, saying, that's not how you treat these kids. Right. Cause he went in and cut 90% of the team and just told them to leave, you know, get the fuck out of here. And uh, so they were interviewing him trying to, you know, okay. Uh, uh, this, this uh, coach from uh, UCLA said this about you. And this coach from Wisconsin said this about you. And he goes, I don't seen them lined up to sign them kids. I was like, Whoa. Woo! Truth, baby. Preach Where's the lie? He's kind the of lie. Just, he's on. He's on a roll right now, Sanders. I mean, he's just. He's kind of got it right. He's got the moment. He's NFL the coach mojo, in three right? years. The NFL coach within a couple years. Man, I think I he really fits in college with that. I think he fits in college. The energy and, and yeah. I think he would have a similar problem that Urban Meyer had trying to make that transition, which is that there are. He's things that work to sort of mentor uh, and and be sort of this father type figure to the younger guys that when Let's, you get into the league, 
the the older guys are like I, this is nonsense what are you doing let's, let's just talk let's, numbers let's here. say nick saban not urban meyer let's just <laughs> we can't compare anyone to urban meyer as this show is long time established the worst nfl coach in history season one of hijinks was basically based on making uh, fun of urban meyer making yeah. fun of urban meyer <laughs> for being the worst coach of all time so so, so the big difference there is that urban meyer is a garbage human being and coach prime is a saint on earth, right? So I'm not sure man, he's not a garbage you know, human being too, I'm, but I'm uh, he's definitely got the riz. <laughs> he's definitely crushing right now. All right, Curtis. Yeah, Coach Prime just... did start a fake high school in Texas. Like you think that uh that documentary <laughs> that's past. Yeah, so th- there's this fa- that documentary that's out now about the BSI. BSI, yeah. Bishop Sycamore. So, yeah, Bishop Sycamore. They act <laughs> like that's the first time it's happened. <laughs> Dion freaking Sanders did it uh, in Dallas like 15 years ago. You guys are so focused on the past. Crime Academy. I'm focused on bring up bullshit. Yeah, yeah. All right, Curtis, give us your prediction here. Will Jimbo Fisher be fired? And this man, I need a prediction. Has been given everything, all the money. They gave him a new contract before his just his old his first contract hadn't started. They went, you know, we think it's low. We'll give you another eighty million, right? He's been giving the best recruits, the new stadium, the best facilities in the country. The AM fans are passionate and they're getting screwed. This guy can lost to Miami and it wasn't close. And with the, you know, this this team that's that's you know, every year, oh no, this year, number one recruiting class in the state, and we got all these five stars. We're paying Jimbo Fisher a hundred million dollars. And now they want him gone because he looks like a fraud. And to fire this man, it will cost them $76 million. To tell him to go away will cost them $76 million. And they are absolutely considering doing that. And that will break the record by over $50 million. The ten, the contract was 10 years, $95 million is what they were working with. They got $76 million left on the contract. They, they signed him. so bad. They signed him for like five for like, whatever it was 60 or something. And then like he coached for one year and they're just like 10 for a hundred. Yeah. Like, what the hell were they So I've got to They gave him a 10 for 75, which is also insane. And then he, after one excellent season, 10 for a hundred. <laughs> so 10 for 95. So they were, yeah, they were like, that's a huge increase. That's quite a good raise if you can get it in that sense. So, and so will like he get fired Curtis? What do you think? They Any can't case? beat the third best team in the ACC right now. Like this is pathetic. And I think they want him fired. I, I, it, whatever he had, it ain't there anymore. It, he has all his players are awesome. It's it's you know, five star recruits, five star recruits, five star recruits. It's all across his D line, and his D line was getting ran over like a paper bag. It's it's awful. And then yes, they're going to either fire him in the off season because his fan base is fervent, or, or the A and M fan base is fervent, and they they want him gone. And so A and M, they they're the it's their money. The fans are the one that pay right. the money. The, so the fans are going to do a, a fund. They're going to do a bake sale. Correct. Yeah, they're going to do a bake sale. <laughs> Go fund me. Fire Jimbo. Sell some magazines door to door, and they're going to raise this ninety five million or seventy six. And they'll million. and and they'll do it. And I so I think he's gone. I'm predicting that this is it, and they will eat the the contract. All right. If I was going to stay in college football, I would I would ask you if Texas is actually good. So maybe thirty seconds. Is is Texas actually good? The win against Alabama was very legit, but lightning round. No. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I kind of like that. I got that. It's all about the deep ball. 
if if Ewers can get the uh, the deep that ball big ball. that that huge arcing long ball that that he threw was just a fun thing to watch. The worthy catch was sick. The yeah. hang time on that to allow the runner, I think it was worthy or somebody that you know to to get all the way under it uh, and make that catch was just fun. I'm not sure if I've ever seen a line that good for a quarterback that I thought played that poorly. Oh, okay. his, his line was incredible, but he looked, it just, everything was this, like he said, this just huge arcing hail Mary prayer, just throw it as high as he possibly can and trust his receivers to get to it. That works in college. Sometimes it really does. So, you know, you can't discount it, but they didn't look good to me. That that Hail Mary, it wasn't Hail Mary, but that that long bomb of a pass was one of those you're in the other room and people go, what? you know, it was like a shocking <laughs> moment audio, audio wise. I was like stepped in the other room for a second. So I missed it live. It was like, what happened? Then you come in like, whoa, and they're like, yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, so sad. So, OK, like story will continue to track. Texas already up to number four. That seems a little aggressive to me, uh, you know, because they haven't really done it the last few years. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but I want to give out a little shout out MLB. We're coming up on the MLB playoffs. This is kind of when baseball gets, you know, interesting for most people. <clears throat> and I just got to shout out Ronald Acuna Jr. Having one of the most historic seasons of all time. He has a legit chance at going 40, 70, 40 home badass. runs, 70 stolen bases. Totally, totally badass. Completely wrecking shop. He's at 37 home runs and like 64 steals right 65, 65. Okay. So he's, I mean, he, I think he's going to get it. You know, he, he's been on a home run binge past week or so. So yeah, he's 37 and 65 right now. He's absolutely going to get it. Even if it was 40, 60, I mean, that is so sick of a season. He's, he's the first person to ever do 30, 60. Crazy. That's pretty cool. Crazy, crazy. So I know we have the new stolen base rules in baseball series. You know, it's a little different, uh, but he also did tears ACL uh, two years ago. So really, really impressive. Uh, come back for him and just what an awesome season the Braves like really good this year <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll dedicated see. dedicated listeners of the pod will note that <laughs> I suggested that there could be an 80 base stealer this season and we're only 15 away hey is he, lead, is he leading the league yeah he has to be right yeah Corbin yeah, Carroll's yeah. up there but I would he's like 65 to point out. uh Corbin Carroll has 47 okay. estuary Ruiz uh, and the fabulous Oakland Athletics has 58. And so. he missed like a month. Yeah. And has 58. So. I think he could have done it. I agree. Uh, I will like to point out that Ricky Henderson had 130 steals in 1982. 130. In one Greatest year. base dealer of all time. No Ricky course. Henderson, my, my favorite baseball player of all time. Me too. Me too. Yeah. That, you know, that didn't play for one of my teams or anything. Like just. It's wow. one of those things I where it's like Ronald, Ronald Acuna could steal 70 bases for the next decade and wouldn't be near Ricky's records. I love stuff like that. And that's our show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being you. And until we stay again, stay hard, Jimmy Buffett. Stay jinxed. Tune in next week when we deep dive Aaron Rodgers' extended four months of darkness retreat. He didn't want to go on this one. <laughs>